Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. Have you ever watched one of those shows on hoarders? The video crew takes you on a journey through a home that is covered with absolute layers and layers of junk. I've seen episodes where the people have so much junk, it's like they're wading through things up to their waists, and then they have to clear a path. It, it is incredible that people can live like that. It's a disease. It's a mental sickness. How about this one? Did you ever get off the phone with a potential client and you ask them the question, so has it been cleaned recently? Have you had a service? What level of dirt do you think the house is in from 1 to 10? And they tell you, oh, it's not that bad, but I do tend to hang on to a few things. Okay, that's a red flag right there. I know from experience, the people that say their house is, oh, it's not that bad, watch out for misery when you walk in. And sure enough, you show up at the property, you open the door, and eek, oh my goodness, what is this? There's stuff everywhere. You can't even see countertops. Floors are a commodity. And they are difficult to find because things are stacked on top of things. Yes, I have been to some of these estimates and I run. It's a difficult thing to do when you put yourself in the position of, sure, I'll come over for an estimate. And then you get there and you see that. You don't want to be rude, but you do need to be smart because there's no way you can clean a place like that profitably. There's just too much junk. They're going to have to do work on their end. And it's likely, if they're a hoarder, they don't see a problem because it is a mental sickness. What I want to talk to you about in this episode is another form of hoarding. I'm going to upset some people here, and that's okay. I believe that you can't be in the middle. You need to pick a side, choose what you believe in, and share it. And so I'm going to be very opinionated here and share what I believe about another form of hoarding. And it comes in the form of selfishness with your knowledge. Now, let me just paint a picture here. So many companies are so ultra competitive trying to dominate their local area. They hang on to their proprietary information. They get patents to own their knowledge. Listen, this is great. And it's so needed. We need protection over our intellectual property. You don't want to get your invention stolen. It's critical. I'm so glad we have that freedom. We have the protection to protect our inventions, our creative processes, things in manufacturing. There's many things that ought to be protected, but I also believe it's possible to go too far. You don't need to keep every single piece of knowledge close to the vest so that it becomes only your information and no one else can know. Your mindset is this. I have other companies I'm competing against. I don't want them to know what my special knowledge is because they might steal it and use my knowledge and they could beat me and I would lose my edge. And they're thinking one directional, one dimensional, me against my competitors. It's all about me, me, me. And I believe it's extremely selfish to hoard your specialized knowledge, not the stuff that requires patents, 
But there's so many things that you know that could so help our communities. That's why I believe that hanging on to that information in the interest of self-preservation and protection against other companies, I believe it is a form of hoarding. I believe it's a mental disease. I believe it's a business killer. I believe it holds back from what the community and others can benefit from. I believe it's unhealthy and I believe it's selfish. I don't normally come across this strong with my opinions on this show, but in this area, I believe giving is the key to unlocking all the doors of your future. Don't be a taker. Be a giver first. That's why I love the book, The Go-Giver. It's one of the ones I've recommended many times in this podcast. So let's bring this into the cleaning industry. Now, patents and proprietary information, look, there's really not that many things. Maybe there's some processes or things that we hold close to the vest. There may be a couple, and that's okay. I'm not saying give everything away. But quite honestly, 80% of the things that you're holding on to that you think is only your information and you're using it to better your company and put yourself ahead of your competitors, that 80% will do your company and your community so much better in the form of good faith and good positive ripples in your community. It'll do so much more if you share it. Share your knowledge. I want to bring you back into the past again to look at my own solo cleaning company, Carfagno Cleaning, and how I was sharing my knowledge during the peak of COVID-19. I'm going to show you what it has turned into. It's pretty awesome. So let's jump in the car, the DeLorean, crank it up, flux capacitor, and there you go. Here we are, the end of March, early April, 2020. The CARES Act was just passed. The height of the COVID-19 pandemic is quickly approaching. and Many cleaning companies are losing their clients left and right as fear spreads across America. So many cleaning company owners, including us solos, that were so, so busy going around from house to house to house to house to house and trying to fit in our business stuff, administrative, we suddenly have a four-letter word. T-I-M-E. What a great four-letter word to have more of. Yeah, use our extra time, absolutely, to be with our families, to catch up on some rest, to exercise. Yeah, these are fantastic things to do. But what about making our businesses stronger? Yeah, that's good. And here's one that I think is so underrated and so overlooked And it's this concept of sharing your specialized knowledge. Don't be a hoarder. So let me share what I have done during COVID-19. I'm a former engineer. I love science. And so I dug into the CDC's recommendations for cleaning and disinfecting. And I wanted to become stronger. I wanted to increase my knowledge base. I already knew quite a bit on the science of cleaning and disinfecting. I knew the various strategies for disinfecting properly. But honestly, I knew I could go way deeper. And even as I speak and record this episode, I'm still going to go deeper than this. So I started diving into the CDC and I went all around various scientific websites and EPA and CDC and so many different sites. And I was digging into the science and the biology of disinfecting. I wanted to learn how to do this thing correctly. I wanted to properly disinfect 
And I learned so much and uncovered some mistakes that I was making after 15 years of cleaning. And I knew if I was making them, for sure, homeowners, small business owners, they were making the same ones. And I discovered over the course of two, three weeks of research that 90% of people were doing things incorrectly. And that led to my nine mistakes in disinfecting, which you have hopefully listened to on a previous episode. So definitely check that one out if you have not. And I knew these nine mistakes could really help my community. So my goal was to share it. Our brains are designed that when you ask your brain a question, it will go into overdrive to solve it. So I asked myself this question, how can I get this information into my community? What's the best way to do it? I discovered the easiest way was to open my mouth and share it. The first place I decided to start was my own Facebook page for Carfagno Cleaning. During my research, I was taking a lot of notes. Ultimately, I converted these notes into five episodes that I could share. So why not start with Facebook Live? I have a cleaning page. I can hit start live or go live on Facebook and share one at a time. My first step was I created an intro video on the nine mistakes. It was two minutes long and I shared it to my Facebook page. I had my wife Teresa share it to the local moms group. And you know what happened? That two minute video got eight shares and 700 views. I may have touched on something that people need during a pandemic where people are afraid of germs. And the content specifically focused on this 90% of people are disinfecting incorrectly, so many were interested. Therefore, I took my information from the five episodes and did five consecutive nights of Facebook Lives to my cleaning group without counting the people or counting the views, just giving the information and seeing what happens. I can tell you that it was highly viewed. It was very helpful. I got many people thanking me for the information, and now I had five Facebook Lives, 20 to 30 minutes long, that I could download into MP4 files that I could use and upload to YouTube and for other content that I could create from it. And do you know that those Facebook Lives turned into the nine mistakes in disinfecting that I've been able to share all over my community and the free course I offer on my Carfagno Cleaning website called How to Disinfect Correctly. So you see, giving my information away for free, which I could have held on to that to be competitive against other cleaning companies that, yes, Ken knows most about disinfecting. I could have done that, but I didn't. I knew that I needed to share it with my neighbors, share it with those that needed it most. And look what it became. It turned into a free course and other things I could share. It's kind of like the apple tree. I sowed a seed into the ground that yielded so many more seeds than the original. It multiplies when you share your knowledge. How about this one? The MCBA, which is a weekly business owners networking group that I attend, had gone virtual during COVID-19. Many were just trying to figure out how to keep their employees safe. So I presented a brief summary of my nine mistakes to equip others. Well, one of the members, he's a new member, Tom McKee from Edward Jones, he texted me afterward. By the way, the same Tom that I met through LinkedIn, if you go back to Because You're a Business Person That Cleans episode, and that led to an office 
estimate that I did for Edward Jones. So Tom's in the group. He messaged me after and he said, Ken, that was awesome. I love the tips. By the way, I was thinking I belong to a chamber of commerce here and I might like to have you maybe present that to the chamber if you're open. I said, would love to. There you go. I'm sharing my knowledge and others are connecting with it. And they're asking if I could even share that with other groups that they're a part of. You can see how the spider web can grow. Here's the next one. The Chamber of Commerce. And not even the one Tom talked about. I'm a member of a different one, the Indian Valley Chamber in my area. And I joined that Indian Valley Chamber in October as the only cleaner out of 300 members. And if you remember, I did an episode, Get a Name for Doing, featuring Ken Byler from Higher Ground Consulting. And after meeting Ken at this first chamber meeting back in October, we met for breakfast. I invited him to be an expert speaker in my smart cleaning tribe. And I'll tell you, Ken did a great job on that call. And shortly after the call, he said to me, Ken, thanks for having me on. But I got to tell you, I was very impressed with the way that you facilitated that online Zoom because people were now starting to use Zoom for the first time ever because they were quarantined and Ken recognized that I had a skill set of running Zoom calls for multiple years. And he asked me, would you be interested in helping me and our president of our chamber, Stephen, would you be willing to help us run some virtual webinars to help our members? I said, absolutely. So I'm sharing my knowledge now, not just in disinfecting, but in how to run virtual Zoom calls and how to facilitate and how to get people involved and to read the room. These are things I've had to learn with running virtual meetings. They're not easy. You have to really pay attention. The first call we ran was a few days later. 25 members were on the call. Company sizes from 5 to 100 employees. And you know what they let me do? They let me promote my cleaning business to all of those chamber members. That was really cool that they let me do that. I was just a fly on the wall, hosting the meeting, facilitating it, but I wasn't the leader of that meeting. I was just helping to run it to make sure it went smoothly, but they needed the skill set that I had, and I helped. I shared my knowledge. But here's what that led to. Stephen and Ken both got a hold of the nine mistakes in disinfecting because I'd been sending emails out at this point, so they asked me if I was willing to come on and lead and facilitate a future call for the chamber on the nine mistakes in disinfecting and also how to interpret the CDC's recommendations for cleaning and disinfecting. Of course, I thanked them and said I would be honored to share my knowledge. So now I've got invitations to two different chambers in my area to share my knowledge. The spider web, the apple seed going into the ground, yielding multiple seeds, growing and growing. Where can this lead? I'm hoping you're starting to see this for yourself. If I would keep this to myself, yes, I would be an expert and I would be the most biologically educated cleaner in my area, possibly winning some jobs over other cleaning companies because of that knowledge. But could I gain more clients and help more people if I continue to spread the apple seeds into the ground and let it turn into thousands of people hearing my nine mistakes for free? That's a rhetorical question. Let's move to the next example, the Believers in Business networking group that I'm a member of. I did a podcast recently, Tips from my BIB. Let me tell you another scenario that went down. Of course, I opened my mouth again. Hey, I can do a showcase presentation on the nine mistakes in disinfecting. They said, yes, sounds great. I did that presentation. And one of the fellow members, Bill Downs, who I talked about on that podcast, Tips from my BIB, 
He was so impressed that he shared my information with a friend from church. This friend's name is Drew, and Drew contacted me and set up an office cleaning estimate. His company, Town Supply, they sell doors, and they have been a staple of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania for 73 years. Drew is a second-generation owner. Their growth has forced them to build a new facility, and they needed a new cleaner that was more detailed and knew their stuff. Here's what I found out through the estimate process with Drew. Drew's wife had watched my videos on the nine mistakes in disinfecting, and she uttered these words to her husband. This guy knows a lot about cleaning. Can we get him to clean our new office, honey? I found this out in my conversation with Drew after the estimate, and I'm thankful that he shared that because it's so telling. The specialized knowledge that I had, it did work to gain credibility and trust and potentially gain a client, but I didn't hold that information close to the vest. I shared it, and the information found its way into potential clients through word of mouth. That's where the power is through other people, not holding it into yourself. Am I getting through some of your thick skulls yet? I hope so. I got more. I got one more example to share. My local pharmacy, the Skip Back Pharmacy, business owner, Dr. Mack, the pharmacist, he's a lot of fun. I mean, he does marketing right, throws a Captain America suit on, goes all around the community and shares his knowledge just like I do. All right, let's break this down. Stopped in to visit Dr. Mack to see if I could grab some gloves, possibly some disinfectant that I needed. Sure enough, he had them. I scooped up some nitrile gloves and I saw he had a product for disinfecting Otoban. So of course, I'm deep into the science and stuff and I googled the Otoban. I pulled up the safety data sheets. I looked at the pH level. I looked at the contact time. I decided if this was a product that would be a good possible disinfectant against corona and a wide variety of pathogens and it wasn't the best but it did work it would be effective against corona i discovered and it would be effective so i grabbed a gallon but while i was in there here's what i did i opened my mouth i opened my mouth i saw other people with masks on and i just made conversation hey do you know that you could get n95 or better quality masks by buying hepa vacuum bags and cutting them out and putting them inside your fabric masks, because that's what I was using at the time, people were like, wow. So I went in my car, I brought them back in, and I showed them an example of the vacuum bags. Dr. Mac was in the back. Sounds like a rhyme or a rap song. Dr. Mac was in the back. (laughs) And he comes forward and, hey, Ken, how are you doing? I just said, hey, Dr. Mac, do you realize that you could start using HEPA vacuum bags and these masks if you ever wanted to make them? He says, wow, that's really great information. Thank you. They're asking me for some business cards. I said, by the way, I saw you have some nitrile gloves. That's awesome. Those are the best ones to use. And I educated him on the benefits of nitrile over vinyl because most of his stuff was vinyl gloves. And I also told him, by the way, that disinfectant Odoban, that's a pretty decent product. It will work against Corona in case anyone asks. And he says, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I just order stuff in hopes that it'll work because stuff is hard to get. Any chance you'd be willing to do a video from your business that explains how to use this to effectively kill Corona? I said, absolutely, Dr. Mac. So I left the store with my nitrile gloves, with my Odaban, did some more research at home. That night, I put out a two-minute video, sent it to him, 
And wouldn't you know it, he posted in the morning and here's what he said in his post. We've had a lot of people asking about cleaning supplies. We love cleaning and we keep our pharmacy spotless. But when it comes to speaking about cleaning, we'd rather refer that question to a local expert. Our friend Ken from Carfagno Cleaning shares a tip on a product we have in stock currently at the pharmacy, Odaban. If you have any questions about disinfecting, drop them below. This video got over 300 views in 24 hours with a few liking my Facebook page. I shared my link to the Facebook Live series I had just done to educate them even further. It was amazed. So helping my pharmacy by opening my mouth led to 300 views of a video that I did and people checking out my Facebook page. And by the way, the people that watch those videos are in my target market for clients that I would like to have. Isn't that just awesome? I've got a few oh by the ways with the Skipback Pharmacy. Here's the first one. Oh by the way, five months prior, I had met with Eva Finland of State Farm locally in Skipback. And there is an episode I did early on, Building My New Cleaning Network 2, where I went to the Skipback Pharmacy for the first time and I said, hi, my name's Ken Carfagno. I own Carfagno Cleaning. My friend Eva told me to stop by. And they said, oh, we know Eva. Sure, give me your business card. And it was a warm introduction versus, oh, hi, I'm Ken. I'm new in the area. I shared those stories in building my new cleaning network one and two. I left my business cards with Dr. Mack that day. And five months later, I wasn't afraid to share my knowledge and those initial seeds of business cards came back to 300 views on the Skip Back Facebook page. All it took was a little action and a little courage. Here's the second, and oh, by the way, oh, by the way, on the way back from my estimate with Drew from Town Supply, I stopped at the Skip Back Pharmacy. This was later in that same week, per Dr. Mac's request, because he said, I've got some new stuff in. Can you stop over? Sure, Dr. Mac, I'll be there. I walked in the store, I noticed he had some Lysol Nutra Air and some Clorox Professional Germicidal, and I looked at the labels, I googled them, I spent 20 minutes researching the products, and I discovered the Lysol Nutra Air was not on the EPA list to kill. Now, it was a registered EPA disinfectant, so I knew it would be effective against Corona, but when I compared it to the Clorox Germicidal, which yes, it will have a shelf life of 24 hours, you've got to replace the bottles quickly. But that stuff had a wide range of killing power, and it was fast, and it definitely would work against Corona as it was on the approved EPA list. So I went to Dr. Mack and said, here's my analysis. I told him the Clorox is more effective, but it has a 24-hour shelf life, and the Lysol, although it's the Lysol brand, this product is not as effective. It's likely to work but not as likely as the Clorox. He said, Ken, I said, I know. You'd like me to make some videos? Yes, please. I left the store with a free gallon of Clorox Dermacidal. Thank you, Dr. Mac, because he wanted to make sure that I had the proper prop to hold up on my video and promote the product as I explained how to use it. Now, before I made the video, by this point, I'd taken my five Facebook Live episodes and I converted them into a free course on my Carfagno Cleaning website with a lead magnet that would collect email addresses. So when I did the video on the Clorox for Dr. Mac, it had a link to it. 
And so Dr. Mack again put the video up. And here's what he said in his post. By popular demand, that's me, cool, on popular demand, Skipax cleaning specialist Ken Carfagno from Carfagno Cleaning is back. You've seen gallons of Clorox germicidal bleach next to our entrance when you've walked in and out. If you've come inside recently, enough people asked how to use it, so we've reached out to an expert who provides some tips. Again, that video got another 300 views. I got some email signups that wanted to watch the full course that I was offering. And do you know that the two videos of the Odoban and the Clorox that I did for Dr. Mac moved cases of product for him? And I've learned more recently, do you know that pharmacists do not make any money on the prescriptions? <gasps> Say it isn't so. I talked to the insider. Do you know that the actual drugs, unless you're CVS, is the loss leader of the business? It gets people in on a subscription model because they're coming in every month to refill their prescriptions, which means the pharmacist has to be really smart to get profitable items inside the store. So Dr. Mack has gone the way through COVID to get PPE, disinfectant, hand sanitizer, lots of things that could contribute to health. And that's where he makes his money, not the drugs. I didn't know that. So when I'm helping him move product, he's really, really thankful. And so we're forming up a friendship. We're messaging back and forth. And this is so cool. I shared my knowledge. I wasn't afraid to do it. Added a little bit of action and courage. And look what's starting to happen. And I'm telling you, this is just the beginning of a marketing strategy to give away my knowledge, to build up my community. And by default, it's going to build my cleaning company. My next adventure, and I alluded to this earlier in the show, is further education. I'm going to join the professional organization, the Association of Residential Cleaning Services International, ARCSI. They offer certification courses in a house cleaning technician in the science of cleaning. And they have another one that's through the ISSA, the International Sanitary Supply Association, specifically on how to disinfect properly. And this one isn't just the information I was able to gather by my own research. It's a collection of over 50 years of experts in the cleaning industry bringing the best specialized knowledge to their members. I plan on taking these two courses and upping my game even more. Why? Oh, come on, solo cleaners. The answer is in all the examples I've given you. Don't be a hoarder to share my knowledge even more. All right, well, thank you for joining me today on the Solo Cleaning School. Don't be a hoarder. Share your knowledge too. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>